Hello and welcome to CityWire Wealth Managers Lockdown podcast series, A View From, where we travel virtually across the UK and the Channel Islands today, speaking to the wealth management community. Whether it's a large firm, a small boutique, a family office, a private bank, or whatever you call yourself, we want to talk to you. Today, I have the pleasure of being joined by Mark Boysfield, Group Managing Director of the Ravenscroft Group and Ravenscroft Investment Management. Based in Guernsey, Mark oversees Ravenscroft branches, which are based in Guernsey, Jersey, and also Peterborough and Bishop Stortford on the mainland. So thanks for joining us today, Mark. Thank you very much. Good to speak to you, Ross. Mm-hmm, likewise. So I guess the, the sensible place to start and the obvious place to start would be the pandemic and COVID-19. So um, as someone who oversees all three, all four of Ravenscroft branches, um, how has it impacted all of the regions you oversee and what kind of differences have you noticed? Yes, um, all our um, offices have been impacted in a, a similar way in that we've had to move everyone out of the office and home. And the first thing we really, really wanted to focus on um, was that we um, looked after our, our staff and then were safe, safe, safeguarded um, right from the, the off. So we wanted to move them out in an organised fashion and ensure that they were capable of working um, from, from home um, in, in, a, in, a, in a safe environment. And I think we've uh, achieved that. Other than that, when you look across the jurisdictions, of course, they're all slightly um, different. Um, Guernsey and Jersey are in, in a position where you can literally close the, the, the harbours and the ports and, and the airports and really control the movement of people. Um, and in the UK, it's slightly harder. So in the, the, the Channel Islands now, and Guernsey in particular, um, we've actually have zero cases of uh, coronavirus um, in Guernsey now. We've had no new cases from the last 35 days, um, which has led to us gradually uh, moving our staff back into the, the office in increments. We have a greater um, number um, every week and we'll hopefully have over 50 or 60% of people back in the office um, uh, from next week. Um, in Jersey, similar, um, no one's back in the, the office as yet, but again, um, I, I foresee um, that happening in the in the next few weeks and you understand um, obviously you're based in the UK so you understand but, but that is you're still in, in lockdown albeit um, people are able to start coming back to work but for now they're still um, safe and sound at home. Okay and on a personal level um, for you obviously you've mentioned now that you're starting to get back into the office and things are sort of returning to normal but um, in terms of when the pandemic was at its kind of peak in Guernsey, um, how did it affect your own life and what was your typical day like then? Yeah, um, it, it's, it's similar. Obviously, you're still doing the same job, but you're doing it from home um, and everything is slowed down. Um, even um, from you know the, the pace you get up in the morning, so I don't have to do the normal um, rushing around trying to herd the kids into, into the back of the car one with a shoe on, one with a shoe off and, and the likes of it. We can, you, can, you can get up and go get str- um, straight to work. But work is at a slower pace because everything, much like this interview, is conducted uh, by Zoom or a WhatsApp telephone call and it's just harder to organise things. But in, in many respects, I think um, uh, there's been um, an improvement because people are forced to communicate um, in, in a different manner. So it, it's the same, um, slightly slower, but in some ways the forced forced communication among staff um, by means of Zoom has, has probably been beneficial. I guess this is another question that will necessitate a comparison between all jurisdictions, but how has the whole situation impacted clients? What is, what's their communication been like and what have they been saying? Well, much like the businesses, I think clients have had to adapt and they've all taken a technological leap. So where we've had um, a lot of face-to-face, as you imagine, a lot of face-to-face meetings or where we've held presentations, all our presentations have been um, um, 
on on stage live if you if you if you if you like um they're now conducted on whatsapp and zooms so i'm clearly traveling a lot less but i'm communicating as much with uh, with our clients and our intermediaries so actually i think it's been beneficial for a lot of our, our clients because they, they don't have to uh, travel um, as much and they've adopted similar technologies we haven't had and they also understand the environment um, that they, they live in so we haven't had many people really pushing for face-to-faces provided um, that, that they have a good level of communication at all times and i think we've managed to provide that during this time, one of the one of the positives has been that lots of businesses have been getting heavily involved in some charity work and supporting supporting charities at a time when their funding could potentially go down, but their need for resources increases. So, has Ravenscroft been involved in any charity work during this time? Yes, we have, but in more on a business as usual um, basis. So, um, we are involved, and I'll I'll talk about Guernsey uh, now, probably. It's true um, across the jurisdictions. Um, in Guernsey, we're involved. Um, heavily in local communities and um, involved with with charity and the most important thing we thought going through this was that we remained there for the charities that we supported um, some of the events obviously will have been cancelled and yet we've managed to carry continue to um, support them sponsor them keep them on retainers wherever possible so that what we didn't want to do um was disappear um in in their hour of need so we've we've, we've absolutely stuck with it we've had um, quite a few of our staff have been involved where possible um to help out um with, with charitable work um and and we've just um carried on uh, as usual okay no that sounds good and on the topic of charity work a little birdie told me that you once ran the london marathon in a rhino costume so what's the story there mark yes yeah, so um i have run quite a few um charities um we've always uh, or have been particularly interested in in rhinoceroses that's a long, long story to that but uh I, I did want to run it and be one of those um rhinoceroses running the london marathon so yeah i did do that many many years ago and a little, in a lot better physical um condition than i am now um, yeah, to run the, the London London Marathon and was sponsored for it. Also, very good. Yeah, it's a very good fun, and that's a long time ago now. Us. <laughs> <laughs> no, sounds like a lot of fun. What time did you run? Not that it's relevant. I think it must have been like close to five hours, something like that. I, I should have a look. It was no, it was not a record breaker. Put it like that. <laughs> I think any time in a rhinoceros costume <laughs> is pretty impressive, Mark. Um, so back to the pandemic during this time. Um, what would you say is the biggest challenge you've had to deal with? I think the biggest cha- challenge um, was to get everyone out of the office to ensure that the uh, business was functioning um, properly and mostly and uh, most importantly rather to ensure that all our, our clients um, were, were kept up to speed with what we were doing that they felt um, that they were able to contact us talk to us because clearly um, not only is are the market markets extremely volatile but also people are locked up at home and they've got even more time on their hands um, to, to, to think or, or worry and, and the headlines don't um, exactly help so that was the most important thing actually to ensure that all our, our staff are out there's business as usual and our and our, our, our clients um, were looked after and, and as I say um, that's a that, that I think has been achieved or achieved to our best ability and now it's getting back and I think getting back is going to be just as hard because we're coming back with a a totally different working environment with social distancing we've got a one-way system around the office um, hand sanitizer pretty much uh, um, every every doorway and we can only bring in our staff incrementally along with the government guidelines and that'll be the same um, in, across all our jurisdictions 
Okay, that is interesting. That actually leads very nicely into my next question, which will hopefully provide a little glimpse into the future for our UK listeners, which is, how do you think our businesses and working lifestyle will change after all of this? Now, I know you have started to kind of go back to some sort of normality. So could you give a little um, glimpse into what you think the new normal will be, um, say, in a year from now and beyond? Yeah, I think it will, it will be different in different um, jurisdictions. Um, so we, we've had a, um, a, a staff survey here of, of um, what people would like, not only now, what are their concerns were, or actually do they want to um, come back to, to the office given the current environment. And I would say the majority of people do want to come back to the office. They want to be in a, a office-led environment, um, not only because I think they, they, they the benefit on a social aspect but actually the the business is more productive if we're in, in an office now that may well be different uh, i think in in the uk because our commute let's be honest about it is 10 or 15 minutes in the in in the channel islands if you're commuting for a couple of hours a day you might well have a very different uh, view of that and your view will be based upon as i said you can get up in the morning and just get crack on with work as, a, as opposed to doing that and you, it could be questionable um how much uh, great amount of productivity you get with the commute there. But for us, um, certainly in the Channel Islands, I think we'll be back in the, the, in the office. I think um, travel, I think because of the leap our clients have made as well, I think that travel will um, diminish, um, certainly at least at, at, at the margin and we'll communicate differently with our clients um, and do a lot more webinar and online stuff. Um, and I think we'll be, build, be able to build in a greater flexibility into people's working days. I couldn't say, tell you exactly what that um, um, would look like, but obviously the business can function completely um, from home. So they, I think there's certainly an ability for us to build in extra flexibility for the, for the staff and the teams. Good, good. Um, and which companies do you think have acted the most admirably during this crisis? I think it's very difficult for me to focus or highlight a specific company, um, but I would really um, like to um, point out the, the cultural differences you get um, from, from businesses, particularly given the environments that they live in. I mean, a pub chain in complete lockdown is very different in its ability um, to, to operate relative to a Ravenscroft in financial services um, environment where we can carry on as usual um, at home. So it's really about the culture and, and it's really about the ability for that business um, to do the right thing, not only by its clients, but of course under its, for its staff, given a, a pretty serious backdrop. And I think most companies, um, my impression is anyway, that most companies are doing the right thing, trying to look after their staff and the clients as best they possibly can throughout. Yeah, I do completely agree with that, Mark. I think it would be a very easy target for a lot of companies to take their hardship out on their staff. So um, I think that is probably something that is very worthy of admiration. And it seems it seems like a lot of companies have, have done their best to do that. So I do agree. Um, so during the whole pandemic and during, during the whole work from home period, what was the funniest or the best thing that happened to you during the time? And do you have any, any good stories that have come out of it all? Yeah, I mean, there's been all sorts, particularly with the kids and some of the home education stuff um, and just, yes, yeah, sort of amusing anecdotal stuff. But I think one of the, one of, what was funny, although frustrating at the time, was um, the, our very first Zoom webinar we did. Um, and I, I can't tell you how many times we'd, we'd practiced taking the PowerPoint presentation and, and all of that sort of stuff. So it would be slick or sl at least slickish 
um, when, when we started. Um, and so we invited all the, all the guests, uh, all our clients to attend, they'd all signed up and we were getting ready to go. And I think it probably was just going live. Um, our, um, Kevin Mordrick, our BD guy in, in the UK, was literally just to, about to start speaking. And one of our colleagues um, from the Peterborough office, I shan't name him, um, had logged on on Kevin's, uh, Kevin's sign-up. So right at the get-go, two o'clock, everyone's, everyone's ready to go. Um, this chap's face appears in the, in, the middle of the, uh, in the middle of the screen and you could just literally, you could see his horror when he realised it was just him on the, the screen and then he panicked and he couldn't get and he was punching buttons and everything. It was, at the time, frustrating. But I look back at that as being just, I mean, it's just so human, isn't it? It's a, it's a, it's a normal thing, but it was, it was very, very funny. And uh, I can't wait to tease him about it since I can get over there. Under normal circumstances, Mark, how, how do you divide your time between the offices? Um, it feels like sometimes I'm just chasing my tail because you, 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 you do go around in, uh, in, in circles visiting. But I try to, although usually fail, to spend two weeks um, in, in Guernsey and two weeks travelling and seeing the, the offices. But that, that uh, invariably doesn't happen as perfectly that so it's uh, a few days here and a few days there which is something I want to focus on <laughs> having been able to work at home and do a lot um, by um, via the web and and zoom and um, what are you most looking forward to once all of this is over well I, I think I've started seeing it already um, and that's really more human contact it, it's been fine with your the family and, and the kids and to being able to talk to neighbors Cross the road or whatever it is, but actually, um, I think human contact um, is something we probably all all missed. Um, and just com easy conversations, um, whether it's a dinner out or just in, just in the office, socialising with people is probably the thing that I, I I missed or might not notice at the time, but you certainly recognise it the minute you're, you're you're starting to see people in real life, as my kids would call it. Mm -hmm. so that's, that's what I'm looking forward to. More of that. <laughs> Thanks again to Mark Boysfield of Ravenscroft, based in Guernsey, for joining us today on our A View From Lockdown series. Um, thanks, Mark. Thank you very much, Ross. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you.